today's guest is a very special guest, a very close friend of mine and also one of the leaders in Canada. He's no stranger to the Canadian business and to the technology world as well. He's got a history of multiple years in the Microsoft organization, leading teams of multiple different organizations uh, across sales and support engineering, et cetera, et cetera. He's had a very interesting background as it pertains to leadership, specifically around the lessons he's learned and some of the challenges that he's had to deal with along the way throughout his journey. I've personally sat side by side with Hassan Yusuf to talk about his leadership experiences, but also learn from him, also take a nugget or two from his journey. And I've been asking him to come on to talk to me about that and to share with us a little bit about his journey, because I think that if you're watching this, you'll definitely find some value as well from his story. So let me start off by saying, Hassan, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with me. Well, I appreciate being here, Rishan. Thank you for uh, your leadership in this space and uh, kind of sharing some of this insight from the various leaders you've had on this uh, this type of forum. And I've certainly taken away a few things from those conversations, and I hope uh, I hope I'll be able to instill the same thing with others listening on to this conversation. Lovely. I appreciate you saying that. And I think I want to start off with you just spending a few minutes with me about your leadership journey. Uh, you've you've had an interesting path into leadership, but in addition to your path, uh, you know you've also had some significant areas of impact that you significantly uh, contributed to. So maybe take me through your leadership journey. Absolutely. Um, so my journey, my career, really began uh, in a startup, uh, and uh, as a young entrepreneur, uh, my mindset was just. Uh, how do we survive and uh, <laughs> how do we grow the business? And uh, my background is technical uh, from a, uh, I, I love the Microsoft technologies, mostly on the applications and infrastructure side. And um, I grew up teaching a lot. So my, our startup at the time, this was many, many years ago. It feels like an eternity ago, nearly 20 years ago. It was all about uh, educating the community around Microsoft technologies. Uh, and we started off small with uh, an entity with two classrooms and we grew that to a five uh, auditorium, three-story building that essentially allowed for a much larger community engagement. Uh, very proud of that. That taught me a lot early on about how to um, build a brand and essentially really communicate effectively to various audiences as well. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I received was think big. Right. And when I, when I landed in Toronto, I couldn't think any bigger than Microsoft. Uh, and so um, I joined Microsoft for a period as a, as a contractor. Uh, where uh, I was in our support engineering division as a technical lead, uh, found out how much I did not know about technology and how much I had to learn, um, but it really fed my curiosity and I loved that experience young, uh, early on in my career. And then from there, uh, I spent a little bit of time in the channel and came back to Microsoft 15 years ago as, a, as an engineer. Uh, and I grew from there in, in different capacities. And I've been a manager now at Microsoft for the last 10 years. 
Um, Microsoft has changed quite a bit over that period. And I have to say, I love it more today than even that first day <laughs> when I joined, um, you know, bright-eyed and excited and energized. But I love it more today because of what we represent uh, for the community uh, and the sector at large. That's pretty incredible and also very admirable to witness that passion as well and that excitement, you know, so many years uh, far along. Uh, you know, one of the things that I'm picking up there is, is that real, you know, you have this versatility of leading teams across different segments, should I say, or different job functionalities. But there is that real knack for, for teaching. There's that real knack for coaching. And there's that real also curiosity, as you've described, that comes along with it as well. And so can you share with me, you know, thinking about your background, were there any specific things that you would refer to that shaped the way you teach and coach and empower individuals that you represent? Well, I think from the, so I, I will categorize those things because they're very different things. Uh, right. I would say teaching, I learned from the best teachers I've had growing up. It doesn't matter at what level, at high school or uh, college. I was very attentive and people that essentially communicated incredibly well. Uh, and I took some tidbits of that and made it my own style. Uh, coaching, I was inspired by the many different managers and leaders I've had at Microsoft. Um, you know, uh, I've been here for 15 years. I've had more than 15 managers and every one of them coached and guided in a very different way. And I learned a great deal from them, every one of them uh, in that process, because I consider my manager a big partner uh, in my career. And then in terms of really empowering others, I, I think it, it stems from true belief in the capability of others uh, and what they bring to the table. Uh, early on in my career, uh, I, I learned quite uh, effectively that there are multiple ways to success. There isn't just one formula or one process. No, there are many, many ways. And the diversity and the richness of thought and experiences that different people can bring really creates that path. So if you have a mindset that truly believes in the capability that others have to offer, then your role is very clear. It's to really empower them and create the platform for them to do their best work and really bring their ideas to, to life. And coaching, uh, you know, I've had this opportunity at Microsoft. I, I gotta say, there's very, they're very rare, the companies out there that invest so deeply in training and education for their employees. And right. over the last 15 years, obviously I've had my fair share. Uh, and one of those was around coaching. Uh, Microsoft invests quite heavily in, in coaching and coaching, I believe, at the root of it is, you know, it drives our culture. Um, and for coaching to work, number one, you gotta believe in the people you're coaching uh, and the capability and potential they have. Number two, you have to have, uh, you have, to have a sense of curiosity uh, in the way they're thinking about a challenge or their relationship with that situation. Um, and third, you have to empower them. 
uh, to come up with their own uh, answers to the challenges and the opportunities that face them. And so those are the reasons that I feel like coaching is such an important element. And I'm grateful that at Microsoft, I've had the opportunity to gain some great training in, in that process. And I, I love to show up every day and see how I can better improve my coaching and leverage coaching to really foster the culture that we aspire to have at Microsoft, which is to transition from a know-it-all culture, which was maybe a way that was accepted uh, many, many years ago when I started at the company, to a truly learn-it-all culture, which is really um, about creating that resilience in an ever-changing and evolving world. We won't, we won't know it all, but if we can be learn-it-alls, we can build the capability to respond to what we need to respond. And coaching, I feel, unlocks that. I know it was a long-winded answer, but uh, your question was uh, was pretty packed. <laughs> I, uh, I was able to break it down. Incredible context, there, and I'm certain that there's value that comes out of that answer as well. You know, just going back to your leadership journey, you know, prior to you taking the first leadership job, I guess I'll, there's two questions that I want to ask you. Did leadership choose you or did you choose leadership? And if so, did you have a specific blueprint that you had in mind that had a goal of the type of leader you wanted to be? I think as an entrepreneur, um, I, was a, I was a leader, yet um, I did not fully understand uh, how powerful that platform can be. Uh, as my focus was a bit more narrow. But as I joined Microsoft, uh, my manager at the time, uh, an exceptional manager, uh, David Schwartz, so I'll give him kudos right here and recognize him. Uh, he, he went to a career development discussion with me. And at the time, he, you know, he encouraged me to think about you know, management, is that a path for me? Now, as we kind of evaluated at different paths as well. And if I think back at that moment, uh, and I'm a very transparent guy, and, and so I, I, when I heard him talk about it, the, the first response that I had was I didn't feel that I was represented within uh, the leadership team. Uh, here I am, um, an immigrant kid that grew up in Canada and loved this country, uh, but my name's a little bit difficult to, to pronounce, right? It's, uh, and obviously I come from with a, with a different bank background and knowledge, and yet I felt like uh, there was like a typical leader-manager type of uh, set of people that were around me. I, I, I like to say they were all tall and I wasn't <laughs> as tall as them. <laughs> um, but when I think about it, you know, just that encouragement uh, of that leader to, to help me think about it um, made me really evaluate that as an option for my career. And obviously he helped me by putting me in training programs that would set me up for success. Uh, so I'm incredibly grateful. Um, and so to your question, was I chosen or did I choose this path? I think it's a, 
it's it's both, right? Uh, first, you got to see it in yourself, and you have to uh, feel like you can contribute that in that way in, to other people and impact impact the business at a larger scale. But at the same time, people have to believe in you and what you bring. Uh, and that's why I think your manager is such an important part of your journey. So I'm grateful that I had that chance with David and he set me on this stage. And, uh, you know, a couple of years after that, I think about, uh, yeah, two, two to three years after that, I became uh, the youngest manager in Microsoft Canada at the time. That's a great context. Uh, you know, I appreciate you sharing that. There's a lot of value that comes out of that. And also, uh, I, I got to tell you, I respect the humility and the shout out of all the leaders that uh, you worked for and the value that you got out of that. But also some of the things you talked about there, like the trainings and the investments that the organizations and the individuals put in you uh, to trust you to be a successful and impactful leader in the business. And we often talk about the benefits that come from being in a leadership role or in a management role. Uh, if you will. Um, what are some of the things you had to give up when you took your first management position? Well, that's, you know, I had to give up um, a few things even while on that learning journey or on that trajectory as part of my career development. One of those is to be much more intentional about my trajectory. Um, as we do career development early on, it takes a little bit of time in that self-assessment, getting to that clarity that this is what I wanted to do. Um, and I was on a path for a deeply technical um, certification. And I put that aside because I realized at the, in the long run, the way I want to contribute back to the company uh, and support the success of others around me is as a manager and I doubled down in my learning and growth on the management track. So that by itself uh, was a little bit of a sacrifice because of the attachment that I had to my identity as being a technical leader. And so from there, uh, there's been a lot of, you know, people that have been in management for quite some time realize that it's a job that is incredibly satisfying and rewarding but it also has incredibly difficult decisions to be made uh, and, and difficult situations that may come up that are not within your control. And how do you respond to that uh, as a leader uh, that, that instills calm and, and essentially confidence is, uh, can be quite draining. And so uh, one, of the, one of the lessons that I've learned um, is this aspect of dealing with disappointment. Uh, and, and the reality is, uh, this happened as an example, even when, uh, even with all the support that I've received to become a manager, when that first opportunity came up and, and I applied, I didn't get the job. Somebody else with greater management experience did get the job. And yet, that was difficult uh, to handle. Um, and I went through all the emotions that essentially goes through, anyone goes through that's dealing with disappointment. There's a bit of frustration. Uh, there's a bit of, you know, there's a, there's a lot of self-doubt in that moment. Um, but I took it 
as an opportunity to say, okay, what do I learn from this experience and how do I step forward? And again, being intentional about where I wanted to end up and what I wanted to do. Now, that seems easy now (laughs) to say, but it isn't uh, when you experience it. And I had to let go of a lot of things to be able to really step into the learning journey that 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 situation actually created, right? It felt like a failure, but it actually created an opportunity for me to do something different for a period of time, learn, and then be even better prepared for the next time that I went through the interviews. But disappointments and those types of business challenges happens as a manager. Uh, A few years back, I've had the, uh, I, I was leading a team that were doing incredibly well, super excited about our growth, our impact. Uh, you know, we were just plenty to be proud of. And then without notice, Microsoft divested that technology in that area. And that was that created months of ambiguity for our people and myself in terms of what will happen next. Uh, And are we still going to be part of Microsoft or go to another company that bought that technology? And dealing with that level of um, ambiguity was difficult enough, but the emotional toll that it took on people that really saw that they had signed up for Microsoft and yet things had changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as, as you might have heard the term, their cheese was moved. <laughs> and so was mine. And But I couldn't actually uh, let anything impact our promise to our customers. And as such, we had to remain business as usual while Everybody was going through this process uh, and processing it very differently. And so those are the kinds of things that, you know, managers and leaders have an opportunity to differentiate. Now, I'm grateful I was able to stay with Microsoft even after that. But for many, many months, that was a complete unknown. And... uh, I'm also happy how I was able to support my team in the process, but I've got to tell you, it came in at at an incredible um, personal toll because of the amount of energy that required to maintain calm and composure uh, in a highly emotional uh, phase of my career. So if everyone said, paints a cult, uh, you know, the, the rosy colored situation around management. We all know that when we've been around for a little while that that's not the case. There are ups, there are downs. Uh, and it's the downs that we learn the most from. Nice. And so I, I'm, I'm lucky I've had the opportunity um, to, have, to have that, as difficult as that was. There's lessons that I carry to this day because of that, those experiences. There's a lot in there, you know, from a personal story perspective, just in terms of uh, managing disappointment and just translating that 
management of disappointment as well throughout with the team that you represent, the teams that you've represented in the past, but also having that ability to have the sustainable mentality and culture even through a storm like the one you've just described. And so there's an incredible amount of discipline that has to be applied in those type of scenarios. And so there's not a lot of leaders sometimes that go through those things. So I'd love to ask you in your opinion, what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes new leaders make when they get into leadership roles? Great question, uh, Rishan. Um, and I'm, I'm lucky that some of them I didn't make and some of them I did make. <laughs> so I think one of the best uh, things when I... And, uh, when I got promoted to a manager, I was one of their peers, and then I became a manager within the team. And what I and during my first few one-on-ones, I would really have a conversation around, you know, how the how those team members uh, wanted to receive feedback. Uh, what are the kind of things that they have in terms of expectations about their manager and so on and so forth. And one of the best pieces of feedback that one of our uh, team members kind of shared is like, hey, don't compare me to you. <laughs> Somebody that's very close to me and was very transparent and had candor in their engagement with me, but don't compare me to you, right? Uh, and, and I and I love that. And this is this 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 was one of the biggest learnings that I took away is that how do I make sure that I, although I have incredibly high expectations, that I have high expectations in alignment with the individual on my team and their capability, and their way and their approach could be just as good or way better than mine. And a common mistake for a lot of new managers is comparing everybody's approach and work to themselves and the way they would do things. And so that's the one thing uh, that I think there's a great learning that I took from that and a mistake that for the most part I've been able to avoid uh, early on and, and build a a relationship of trust. You see, titles, and the other thing that I would kind of highlight, titles mean nothing. Mm. You might, because you're a manager, you might think, okay, there's authority with that title, but the reality is authority means little in the grand scheme of things, especially now in the current um, market where high potential talent is an incredible demand right and it's hard to find and so as a manager uh if you're thinking you can just just tell people xyz and that's it that's a wrong mindset uh and really we're here to support our people to be as successful as possible uh to be as effective as possible and so um, that is another area that I would encourage people to really think about how quickly are they building the level of trust 
that they need to build with their own team. Mm-hmm. And then from there, um, are they really uh, empowering them to be as successful as possible? That's, that's another le- uh, lesson that I think that sometimes uh, could, be, uh, could be missed. It's really that operating at a pace and thinking everybody else operates at the same pace and approaching things and thinking that everybody else approaches things the same way, right? And it sounds to me like, in your opinion, that's a common mistake that a lot of new leaders make is, is that once you get into a leadership role, you just have your way of doing things and you expect everybody else to be operating in the same way. And that's a big shortfall and that's a big negative impact to the culture and the trust as you've described in the team. When you look at up-and-coming leaders today that move into a a role where they're representing a team. What are some of the common traits that you look for in a, in an individual to move into a leadership role? I think uh, I think you might some of this might sound a little bit repetitive, but I, but I'll still highlight it. I think it's a great question. Number one, mindset. Right? Uh, do they have a high level of curiosity? And curiosity shows interest. Mm. If they're looking to understand how something works so that they can improve it and they can improve the experience for their employees or for people around them, for the business at large. So that number one is the mindset that they have. That's the first thing I look for. The second, the most important element that I look for is that collaborative mindset as well, is when they're thinking about more than just themselves, if they can create a platform for, for one of their peers and recognize them and support their success, to me, that is uh, absolutely uh, the right mindset and the right approach to have because we can only succeed as a team and not necessarily as just individuals. So the collaborative capability and that engagement as far reaching as possible really defines how effective the manager can actually be. Uh, and then, you know, and I'll simplify it to that level of grit and drive and that energy that they bring in every day um, to do whatever needs to be done. I mean, we all want to make a difference. We all want to have an impact. But does that get you up in the morning? And uh, and can, can that energy uh, be contagious? Uh, are they really driving with customer and partner obsession? Those are things that uh, ensures success in the long run. Mm. Uh, so those are a few things. These are you know for people yeah. that might be great ICs and they want to become great managers. So when we look at some of those mistakes that you talked about, and then we look at some of the traits that you talked about in terms of the things that you look for, outside that in your personal experience, because those those mistakes, you know, you have the experience and the knowledge, you know, you're aware of it, so you have the ability to coach it. The traits as well, you have the ability to coach it and train that to a point. So outside that, looking back at your personal experience, is there one specific moment that you're the most proud of in your leadership journey? If yes, what is it? I'll I'll simplify it. I mean, I've I've had um, 
the opportunity to receive great accolades and, and recognition. Um, just a couple of years ago, I've been um, the subsidiary ma manager of the year. So really proud moments. Uh, and I think it's a huge reflection of the team versus myself. But I think if there was one moment that really, uh, really gave me a sense of uh, clarity and a sense of um, success was one of the feedback that a really high performing manager on my team had. Uh, at the time, I, was, uh, I managed about nine managers and she was a, a new team member, but incredibly uh, talented and capable. And the feedback she shared with me was, you allow me uh, and you create the environment for me to bring my genuine self and to be me no matter what. And, and that just hit me. Uh, a little bit because I guess I was a bit oblivious to that. <laughs> but it was such a rewarding piece of feedback that to this day, I can consider creating that kind of environment for other people as the, uh, as the Holy Grail. Like that, that's, the, that's where I feel our diversity and inclusion, all the training and all, this, all the focus is really to create that. Maybe I just was able to create it once, but hey, uh, I'll take that. And uh, and I feel like that's something I'm super proud of. Yeah, I mean, just listening to you, I'm sure you've been able to create that uh, multiple times and scale that at a much uh, rapid pace as well. And as, But I appreciate the humility there. <laughs> uh, you know, you have a level of excellence that you operate at. You create the space for the teams to become their best selves and also create the opportunity for coaching development so they can grow and they can become excellent in terms of what they are good at by being their authentic and natural selves, but organically grow into excellence and lead a team of great quality and at all make an impact. So there's a lot in there throughout this conversation. What do you do to switch off for self-care? Uh, I mean, my one of my core values is, is family and and for me, that quality time with them, uh, may it be a bike ride or um, watching a movie together, but just being able to be fully present uh, and engaged in that activity or moment, nothing recharges my batteries more. Um, I, you know, I do try to work out where I can. Uh, I do try to do... Um, all the right things uh, as best I can anyways in terms of self-care but I would say that's the number one thing I mean I learned that quite early on when I had to travel a lot for my um, for my roles one of one of my I've had many roles that I traveled across the US or Canada um, and the moment that I couldn't live up to that value um, and be there for my family from a, even from a self-care perspective, I didn't feel as energized and motivated myself. And so I'm very conscious of how important that element of self-care is for me. Uh, and for different people, it's gonna be different things, but 
for me, it's that. And so I, I try to stay true to it uh, as much as I can. No, admirable. And, you know, a lot of the stuff you mentioned earlier on as well is, is around developing a learn-it-all environment where you're constantly learning as well. In addition to all the greatness that you've achieved along the way, there's still a lot of area and there's still a lot of things that you're potentially going to achieve. And so much, much further down the line from now, when the coal is burnt out on the leadership journey, what do you want to be remembered for? You know, one of the uh, one of the exercises we went through as a leadership team a few years back was uh, to develop a, um, a leadership philo- philosophy, which is really a one-liner that kind of describes what you uh, what you aspire to do every day. Um, and so for me, it was work hard, play hard. Uh, and, and leave a, a lasting impact. And so when I think about work hard, play hard, is that, you know, we've got incredible work ethic and, and drive for everyone. Everybody wants to do the best they can. But we have to take the moment uh, and take the time to enjoy the journey. Mm. And that is a huge element because, we'll, you know, we think about it when you get together either for a drink or around a fire or whatever else what do we talk about those gnarly interesting <laughs> challenges we've had and how we work through it and that and what we learned and we became better leaders as a result those are the things that uh i always take a moment and pause and say okay you know, this is difficult right now. It's hard and uh, it's taking that extra time or energy, but are we really enjoying it too? Are we recognizing that we're going through an incredible moment right now? And then the other, and then in the process, I always tell people, uh, especially since I've had the opportunity to manage and engage with nearly you know, 500 people, when I think about it over the last 10 years, because of how many times I've changed roles in different areas of the business. And I don't want them to think about me just then and there. Was I good, a good manager to them? Did I help them grow and be as successful as possible? Mm. But I'd love to, for them to think about me a few years later when I'm not their manager anymore. Uh, when I have, you know, maybe nothing to do with them. And I still get, you know, a note here and there where they they remember something we talked about or they remember a moment that was very difficult for them and how we, you know, they got through it. Uh, and that that's the lasting impact that I'm referring to, not necessarily just on the business and whatnot, because I feel like, Every new leader that will come will take it to new heights and new levels. But it's about the people along the way and how you've created an environment for them to grow. And if they remember that and you've had that level of impact for them, there's nothing more rewarding in life, I feel. That's impact right there. And then uh, I think that's an excellent place to leave it as on. Thank you so much. You know, this has been extremely valuable for me personally, even though I get to witness this with you every day. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk about your journey and, and talk about the lessons learned along the way. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rishan. Appreciate the opportunity. And, uh, you know, 
just don't forget us when you get to those high places, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, really, uh, really appreciate working with you as well, uh, side by side, and your uh, um, continue to leverage this platform. I mean, I love this this aspect that you build so that we can learn from others. Uh, and so, thank you for that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that.